0: Well, tomorrow is Municipal Election Day, and yes, provincial politicians will be watching closely. For more on that, we're joined by the Vancouver Suns' Von Palmer this morning. Hello, Von. Good morning, Simi. Okay, so which race do you think they're watching really closely?
1: Vancouver very closely. Uh, For one thing, uh, the New Democrats have gone out of their way to try to help Kennedy Stewart and his slate get elected. But the other thing is they are wondering just how significant... Is the public safety issue going to be as a determinant? It's huge. In what's going to happen there? Yeah. I mean, spoiler can alert. Sim it's big. Sim seized the initiative in that race and put Stewart on the defensive on the public safety issue first and foremost. Uh, the polls suggest the momentum is behind Sim. We'll see who's got the best get-out-the-vote exercise, but. No, I I mean, because the provincial government is on the defensive on the public safety issue, if Sim wins, the new Democrats are going to be probably sent back to the political equivalent of the drawing board on their own defensiveness on this, realizing this issue is taken off with the public.
0: It's so interesting that they have invested that in Kennedy Stewart, but and who was not ever a provincial politician, but Ginny Sims, who yeah. was a provincial politician, is running for mayor in Surrey and has not seen that same level of support. No, they've not.
1: Uh, I mean, Ginny is a provincial cabinet minister. She's a current NDP MLA, but you look at the situation in Surrey, uh, obviously the New Democrats won't miss Doug McCallum, although they certainly worked with him on transit, but they have not said, hey, Surrey, you've got to get behind Ginny. Uh, Instead, I mean, the polls out there again, and, you know, we never know with polls, but um, looks like uh, the front runner out there is Brenda Locke, who's a a former McCallum ally and a former B.C. Liberal cabinet minister and MLA. So, yes, uh, the New Democrats have invested a lot more in trying to save Kennedy Stewart uh, than they have in trying to elect their own MLA out in Surrey.
0: Right. Okay. And so that's so interesting to me because the issues, you know, might be different, whether it's housing, but they have clearly picked Kennedy Stewart in Vancouver. I wonder how they feel about that choice these days.
1: Well, you know, the funny thing about it is, is that initially, uh, Stewart, a former NDP federal MP, but, you know, relations between federal New Democrats and provincial New Democrats are not always that great, even though they're all in the same one big happy family party. Uh, so they've lined up behind him, I guess, because they like his agenda. They and they don't want um, the public safety issue to triumph in Vancouver. The, but you know, they're as I say, they're riding to his rescue, but they're doing so belatedly. And I, I think it would be fair to say that Stuart took him a while to pick up on this too. So it's not because they're yeah. old allies and friends so much as. They really don't want the other issue to triumph there because they are very worried that it'll put momentum behind the B.C. liberal attack on the government for failing on the public safety issue.
0: Well, it's a way certainly to take the temperature of people. Uh, but growth in housing is also a big issue because you pointed out the race in Langford, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, housing is a – I've heard mayors and councillors talk about this, that, you know, when they first got into civic politics, it was more about – of civic stuff you know potholes and street lights and sewers and property taxes yes but it was much more local issues but one of the things that's happened is that issues that where the provincial and federal government actually have more levers to pull and can do more issues like public safety and affordable housing are now uh, municipal politicians are being called to account for that everybody talks about you know, more affordable housing. There's nobody opposed to it running. But the question in a number of key races is how much will the local council do to expedite approval of major housing projects? So the Vancouver plan is obviously a big deal. But I was struck yesterday there was a giant wrap around, you know, four page wrap around on the Victoria paper by Stu Young, the longtime mayor of Langford, saying vote for my team out here in Langford and make sure that all of the councillors that support me get reelected." So Langford is the fastest-growing community in British Columbia. It is hometown to Premier John Horgan. <laughs> um, it has approved, I think last year, Simi, Langford approved 1,700 housing units versus... Two dozen boo hiss in Oak Bay. So, but Young, uh, Young himself is probably going to get reelected, but he's concerned about losing his council majority. He's facing a a group of people running. Young's uh, councilors are facing a challenge from people who say Langford is growing too quickly, needs to stop and catch its breath. So. You know, that's not surprising, I guess, if you think of the community growing quickly. But up to now, um, that notion has not been in question in Langford. Provincial politicians will watch that too, Simi, particularly because David Eby is saying if he becomes premier, uh, he's going to be putting, he's going to be changing legislation to put more pressure on local government to expedite more housing because we're not building enough housing in British Columbia.
0: Right, and speaking of that leadership race, that was an interesting announcement from Angela Papadari yesterday. That's a pretty big across-the-board raise that she's talking about for frontline healthcare workers. I I didn't hear her answer if she was asked the question. How does she expect to pay for that? Uh, she says
1: uh, that it's affordable entirely, and uh, she cites uh, some work by the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives and the fact that the provincial budget is in surplus. So she says it's affordable. She didn't cost it, but um, I mean, a 25% pay raise for nurses, as it happened, she announced that on the same day as the provincial government announced, it had settled with another group of healthcare workers, Uh, They're called the Facilities Bargaining Association. The facilities are hospitals. These are members of the hospital employees union for the most part. So all the people that work in the hospitals, except for nurses and technicians and doctors. And the government settled with them, 60,000 of them, for 14% over three years. So talk about departing from the government strategy for public sector bargaining Abadurai steps in and says, oh, I'd give nurses 25% on a day when other healthcare workers have taken 14% over three years. So she's a disruptor. She's an outsider. Yeah. She's not on the same page as the provincial government. We've known that, but her timing on this big pay proposal for nurses, I think, just underscores that. Costing depends on how long the 25% would be spread over, Simi depends on whether or not other unions would have Me Too clauses saying they get the same thing. But my guess is, looking at it just without her details, is it would add billions of dollars to the cost of the provincial government payroll.
0: Well, that's the key, I think, thing that you just said there. I mean, I think she needs to be asked these questions now. If you're going to start making these kinds of policy announcements, I think we need to know if you want to be premier, how are you going to pay for that? That's the big question. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, as I said, her initial statement was, yes, it's affordable and uh, it can all be done. Um, You know, part of the thing with her is there's still a huge question mark over her. She has not been approved yet as a candidate for the NDP leadership. And it's not 100 percent clear that the party will approve her. Uh, The party may not greenlight her or they may simply disallow a lot of the people that are Uh, supporting her so uh, we still don't know how this leadership campaign is going to unfold we think as we've been told that the NDP will make a final decision The party executive will make a final decision uh, next week Wednesday I think October the 19th but it's I mean (laughs) this leadership race is a giant question mark over it whether or not there will be a race whether David Eby will be the only candidate, whether the party is going to try to figure a way to sort of muscle up and out of the thing. Uh, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. No. It's, uh, it's it's fascinating. But, I, you know, I, on, on Saturday, everybody in the government will be edge of your seat to see who they're going to be dealing with at local council level, who won, what worked. How did incumbents do? Uh, Whose advertising campaigns were effective? Who uh, turned the race around on social media? I mean, there's huge, huge interest in this because, of course, uh, provincial politicians pick up the stuff that works for their own
0: campaigns. I know so much. That's why I'm so fascinated by this election this year. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.